Hey, hey, welcome to our Beautiful Mess podcast. Again, I am outside with Oakland and the dog while Emmett sleeps. So if there's background noise or if you hear her yell, just like, you know, (laughs) mom life. And if that bugs you, this probably ain't the podcast for you anyways. So (laughs) we're just going to move on. But I did want to address so many of the questions that you guys had for me on uh, all of the things pregnancy and delivery and all that kind of stuff. So the very first question that you guys asked me was, how was my pregnancy with Oakland different from my pregnancy with Emmett? And oh my gosh, there were so many similarities and so many differences. But the biggest thing for me was the most consistent thing rather was my morning sickness. Like I was sick from the very beginning to the very end with both pregnancies. Like with Oakland, I found out that I was pregnant when I was seven weeks with her, I believe. And then with Emmett, I found out when I was four weeks. So I was very, very early. um, And I literally only knew with Emmett because I was so dang sick. Like I just couldn't shake it. And I was like, okay, there's no way that I'm just this sick. Like I have to be pregnant. And sure enough, when I took my pregnancy test, there were the double lines. Um, But with Oakland, I found out because, and we're going to get like real on this podcast. Okay. So if (laughs) if you're easily offended, I won't be offended if you hop off. Okay. But my boobs were killing me. I seriously was like, (gasps) anytime that Connor would come close to me or (laughs) that I would bump them in the shower. No, thank you. Um, Like it was absolutely just terrible. Um, as far as like my symptoms and my cravings with both kids, I was diagnosed with, I can't remember what they call it, but it's like hyper gervious something. I don't know. Basically where like I'm sick nine months the whole freaking time with both of them. And I had to, um, get IV'd multiple times with both kids, actually. Um, I would have to go into the hospital and sit there for two hours, and it was just absolutely terrible. One thing that I will tell you if you are pregnant or, like, you are recently going to become pregnant or whatever, the glucose test that everybody, like, freaks you out about because it's so terrible and it tastes so bad and you're just going to hurl because it's absolutely disgusting. It is so not that bad. So, don't get freaked out by it. Like it literally just tastes like an extra sugary Gatorade or something. Like the one that I had, I think this one with Emmett was blue and the one that I had with Oakland was orange and they literally just taste like a, what are those called? Like Otter Pops. It's just like a really, really sugary Otter Pop. It's not bad at all. And with both of them, I did the 60 minute one. So it may be different if you have like the two or three hour one, but with the hour one, it really wasn't that bad. So don't freak yourself out about it. Um, The other thing that people didn't tell me in my pregnancies or beforehand that I thought was really weird is like your hormones change, right? Obviously. So I was very hormonal, very up and down mood swings. Um, I didn't realize that because your hormones are going to change, like you, your discharge changes. So when I was pregnant with both of my kids, I discharged way more and it was like, not the same at all. (laughs) So I had to wear liners a lot of my pregnancy, 
And I'm just like spit firing here, y'all. Like I don't have any notes for this. I literally just have the questions sitting in front of me and I'm just like thinking of things as they come up. So if this is like a super scattered podcast, I'm apologizing in advance. But um yeah, for cravings with Oakland, my my first, she was like I wanted sweets all the time. Like both candy and soda and ice cream. Like there was a cold stone I was working full time at the time with her and there was a cold stone like right across from my work and I shit you not I went and got cold stone every single day for nine months during my pregnancy with her and I would always get (laughs) cotton candy with rainbow sprinkles and marshmallows and I know that it sounds disgusting but it is so freaking good like seriously y'all so good And they also, if you are pregnant, give pregnancy discounts. So if you go in there and you're like, hey, are y'all still doing like a pregnancy discount? They would give me 50% off every time I went. And they like started to know me by name by the time that I was about to deliver with her. It was pretty funny. But I really wanted like everything sweet. All things candy, ice cream, soda, fruits. Fruits were huge huge, huge, huge. And what was so funny is because I had been prescribed, um, promethazine during my pregnancy with her because I was so dang sick and I couldn't even keep water down. And obviously dehydration is not good in pregnancy. It can cause miscarriage, can cause early birth, um, like lots of different things. So they prescribed me promethazine and it actually like had an adverse effect. So it actually made me more sick, which was terrible to learn the hard way. Oakland, be careful, baby. Okay be careful. Um, and with my son, well, actually, okay, let me backtrack. So after they prescribed me the promethazine and found out that it didn't work, um, and made it worse, they prescribed me Zofran, which by the way, if you take Zofran or Ondodestrin, it is a freaking godsend. Like it is the only thing that worked for me. Um, neither of my kids have any sort of birth defects. The major like side effects that people see is like, headaches. Um, uh, you need to make sure you're drinking a lot of water. And then sometimes there's like risk of cleft lip is what I found when I was doing my research. But, um, neither of my kids had any of that and it was totally fine. So I am obviously not a doctor and I'm not going to recommend medication for you, but for me, it was literally amazing. And the only thing that got me through my pregnancies, um, and, but with Oakland, they only had me on four milligrams. And with my son, I was extremely sick, like very, very sick, but not as sick as I was with her. And they actually ended up bumping me up to eight milligrams. So I was on double dosage with her every four or with him every four to six hours. And that helped a ton. So with Emmett, my son, I, uh, I had total opposite cravings. Like I would crave sweets every once in a blue moon, but it was like meats, like steak and lunch meat. And don't come at me. Yes. I ate lunch meat during my pregnancy. And yes, I know you're not supposed to. And no, I don't care. (laughs) So it was good. He's totally fine. I freaking loved it. Like Subway sandwiches were my ish with him and like chips, like cheap, like hot Cheetos. And just literally any, any type of meat, like a freaking steak. Oh my God. Like, yes, 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 yes. (laughs) I would eat it all. Um, with my daughter, I, my depression was really, really bad, not through my pregnancy really, but like my last couple weeks 
and um, afterwards with her, but it went away after about a week or two. And then with my son, I've talked a little bit about this on my podcast and on my social media, but uh, it, it got pretty bad. And so they ended up prescribing me Zofran. So that's what I'm on even still now, almost five months postpartum. Um, and that's really helped me as well, but I'm just sharing this information so that you guys, you know, kind of understand that what I went through and postpartum depression is more than normal. And please, 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 if you need help, get help because it's not embarrassing. It's not shameful. Like I was, I grew up in a family, I I, I grew up in a family where, you know, you didn't take medications and unless it was like Advil or Excedrin, (laughs) you know what I mean? Um, and so that was quite the uh, change for me because I was very apprehensive and waited years to get on it and I wish I would have gotten on it sooner. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it as far as their differences, but let's see, what are the other questions that y'all had here? Um, you guys have asked if about like co-sleeping. So with both of my kids, I co-slept and, um, there are, unsafe ways to do this. There are safe ways to do this. We didn't have like a little, you know, I don't even know what they're called, but like those little baby donut things where they lay in there. They just literally slept with me. And as long as you're not like major alcoholic or drug user or something, and you're like coherent as a mom, you are so in tune to like literally every noise that they make. Like they literally open their eyes, don't even have to make a noise. And you know, like, you know, cool bug. So with both of them, I co-sleep, co-slept. I still co-sleep with them to this day if they want to, but they do both, um, have their cribs. Oakland's bringing me a leaf right now. Wow. Thank you. That is so special. Thanks bug. Uh Oh, we grabbed that for mommy. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Thanks. Um, so if that's something that you're looking into, I definitely recommend looking into it. You can, of course, talk to your pediatrician about it, but nine times out of 10, they're going to tell you it's unsafe. I'll tell you that mama, do whatever makes you feel good. I'll tell you it is just so much easier on you and baby sleeps so much better. Like that's, I swear to God, the only reason that my kids sleep through the night um, is because I did that with them when they were little. And we are like one of two countries in the freaking world that don't sleep or co-sleep with their kids oh oh (laughs) thank you (laughs) oh my gosh you're hilarious um let's see the only thing that I really didn't eat during my pregnancy because it did kind of freak me out but again to each their own is like sushi and sprouts just because they do carry a lot of bacteria um and undercooked things are you know at your own risk even when you're not pregnant The other thing that is totally taboo that I did with both pregnancies, and now obviously I live in Texas, so it's a little different, but if you don't know where I'm from, I'm from Oregon, and like everybody smokes weed, okay? And I did, Otis, leave it. Hey, leave it. I did smoke um, during both of my pregnancies. Again, my kids are very well behaved, don't have any sleeping issues. My pediatrician um, and my OB both knew and, you know, a midwife was like, I can't recommend it, but like, if it helps you, then, you know, do you kind of a thing. So I, um, definitely let people know what I was doing, but no one really had an issue with it. And it helped me a lot with my nausea and being able to sleep. 
And I think that we need to stop giving moms so much crap for um, doing that. It's actually better than smoking a cigarette during pregnancy. Smoking nicotine during pregnancies can cause a lot of issues. And there's not really a lot of studies done yet with marijuana and pregnancy. Um, but I've been smoking for years and really didn't want to stop during my pregnancies. And maybe that's selfish. I don't know. But it definitely helped me, helped my anxiety, helped all the things. So don't feel like weird about doing that if that's something that you decide that you want to do during your pregnancy and don't let anyone tell you differently. Um, and I did have a couple drinks during my pregnancy as well. <laughs> I was like the total taboo mom. <laughs> um, but just being honest here, I, you know, again, Europeans drink during pregnancy, especially wine. Uh, you know, a hundred years ago, people didn't know any different. So if you're getting trashed during your pregnancy, definitely a no, no, uh, can cause a lot of problems, obviously, but a beer or a glass of wine every now and again is not going to hurt baby. And, you know, nine out of 10 nurses and doctors would say the same. And as long as you're being responsible about it and obviously have the best interest of your baby in mind, then I don't really see a problem with that, you know? So, um, back to the whole sleeping arrangement thing, you know, we are looking for a home here in Texas. So the house that we're going to be moving into, they'll have separate rooms, but you know, right now, like I said, we're staying in a studio and I thought it was going to be way worse than it is. And the kids were going to wake each other up all the time. And not that that doesn't happen. Oh, thanks baby. This is beautiful. She's bringing me like weeds. Um, not that it doesn't happen, but it doesn't happen often enough to where it's like a big issue or whatever. So we had just actually renewed it will be here at least through the end of May. I would say probably even through the end of summer, we could potentially be in this Airbnb. So I'm excited. I am so stoked on this new life, <laughs> if you can't tell, but um. Another question that you guys had was, do you self-tan when you're pregnant or get spray tans? And I got one spray tan during my pregnancy with Oakland. I'm not a huge self-tan person anyways, but I definitely wouldn't have been opposed to it if that was something that I needed or wanted to do during my pregnancies. You know that a lot of different people have different opinions about that and getting your hair and your nails done. I did all the things, y'all. So my kids are perfect <laughs> and uh, don't have any issues. So yes, I would. Um, now that you've had kids, what are your baby must haves and things that aren't worth it? Okay. Oh my gosh. I am so in love with this question because a freaking diaper genie. Okay. Don't get it. Don't get it. You have to buy special bags. You have to buy the little scent things. Very rarely are you going to be changing your kid's diaper in their room. Like literally I change them on my lap, on the floor, on the couch, on the bed, like, literally wherever we are, I don't, like, go to their room to change their diaper unless we're already in there, which is very unlikely because that's not, like, their playroom or our living room. You know what I'm saying? And that's where we spend the most time, and I'm sorry, but my ass is just too lazy to walk all the way up the stairs to change a freaking diaper, okay? Like, just take it out to the trash. You know what I'm saying? Uh, another one is, like, a baby bottle warmer. You don't need it. Like, just heat up the water on the stove and test it with your finger and you'll be good. Uh, must haves though is honestly, okay. Another thing that's totally a waste that people get and it cracks me up is a wipe warmer. 
Like, my kids were never weird about me wiping them with cold wipes. Like, they never cared or even noticed unless it was, like, literally negative degrees outside and the wipes were sitting in the car all night. Like, they don't ever notice. Best bottles that I've ever had is, um, Otis. Hey, leave it. Otis. No. Sorry, y'all. Um, what else was I going to say? Shoot, that told me maybe lose my train of thought. One thing that I always wanted that I never got was, um, like, a bra that holds your pump so that you can walk around while you use it. Although, I didn't really pump that much, but if you do, that's definitely a must-have. And, oh, like, a, like, swing or jumper or something for them to, like, sit and hold themselves up in when they start to get a little older and like a uh the they like sit in it I don't know what it's called but they sit in it and it's that it has like wheels on it so like when they're learning to walk they can like run around in it in the kitchen and Oakland freaking loved that when she had it and uh it definitely helped her walking a little earlier too so those would definitely be some of my uh recommendations and get your like I don't know I'm weird y'all but I wanted my kids in their own room, like, as soon as possible, and I definitely sleep trained both of them, and they've done great. Emmett was a little bit harder. My daughter was very independent and, like, wanted to be on her own when she went to sleep. My son very much so, like, wants to be with me and to cuddle when he sleeps, which is just totally different, but what? With my son, I showed way quicker than I did with my daughter. And I, like, went through pretty much everything a lot quicker with him than with her as well. And let me just make sure I'm not missing any of your questions, and I'll talk about birds. Uh, Oakland was... She wasn't, like, a surprise necessarily. Like, we definitely were having unprotected sex, and... It was kind of my fault. (laughs) Um, But with Emmett, we were definitely trying. Okay, so let's talk birth. So with my daughter, um, she, uh, 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 no, ma'am, absolutely not. No, leave him there. Parenting while I'm doing this, this is great. No, don't do it again, please. Um... Okay, so with my daughter, I, it's so funny, like, your first pregnancy, you're just so, like, ultra aware of everything, and you're like, oh my gosh, is something happening? Like, what is this, you know? And, um, so I was like, I woke up in the morning feeling just bleh, like, nasty, but that wasn't unusual for me, and so I was like, you know what, like, let's just go to Starbucks. I had an appointment later that day at, like, 1 o'clock p.m., what? No, you can go to bed in a little bit, okay? Okay, in a minute, okay? Here, come sit by me. We're here. Do do this to the dog. Go do it to the dog. Um, I was like, let's just go get some Starbucks. I need something to, like, chill me out. Like, let's... Ah, uh, 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 careful. Oakland, honey, mommy's doing something. I don't want to keep getting after you. Be kind. Back up a little bit, please. Um, you know, we went to Starbucks, whatever. And I was like, okay, I have an appointment at one, 
but like I'm I'm feeling really crampy and the best way that I can describe it is like the worst period cramps you've ever had and they get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and like you think that they're bad but then they get really bad (laughs) and it's just like not fun but um I was like having contractions which I didn't know that I was at the time but I was like I do now and so I called my doctor and was like hey you know I'm feeling this way should I come in or should I wait it out until my appointment later and she's like well if you can wait it out and you're not like feeling like you're in labor then yeah just wait until your appointment later today but like if you feel like you're having contractions and you start to notice that they're getting closer together or stronger then yeah you definitely need to come in and within like 15 minutes after that I was like yeah no babe like we got to go in I do not feel good like this is not good and so we like went to the hospital and I was like four or five centimeters dilated and so they admitted me into a room and I waited for like almost an hour for a nurse to come see me because they didn't believe that I was in labor Oakland there's bugs in there there's bugs and then um when they finally came back in I was like uh I'm like I need an epidural yesterday and they're like okay so they order my epidural and they go to check me she's like oh wow yeah you're seven or eight centimeters dilated like you ready to have a baby? And Connor and I both just kind of looked at each other like, oh, shit. Okay, here we go. Like, well, we're here now, you know? And so we finally get admitted into a room. My anesthesiologist, his name was Dr. Good. And he was good. Like, he was so incredible. It's not even funny. I, like, didn't even feel the epidural. And it worked great. Like, the epidural was just like you could feel the numbing solution that they put in, but that's pretty much it. Like it felt like a little burning sensation. And I was really scared to do an epidural because I'm like, you know, there's so many complications that can come with that. And I've had no repercussions from doing mine, both in my delivery or, you know, whatever. So, um, I got my epidural in and it was so funny because they had Connor stand in front of me and they're like, okay, you know, hold her shoulders, hold her up straight. And we're going to do it in between her next contraction. And he's like, okay, cool. Well, he decided that he was going to look over my shoulder to watch it instead of just, like, hold me and look at me. And the nurses were like, sir, sir, you need to sit down. You need to sit down. And they, like, went and got him juice and everything because he was, like, straight up about to pass out. And my husband's not, like, weird about needles or about blood or anything. And so it really surprised me. And I was like, oh, my gosh, what is going on, you know? he was like, I'm fine. I'm fine. They're like, no, you, you need to sit down. (laughs) And so they sit him down and I look at him and he is just stark white. And after when we were talking about it, he's like, I've never seen a needle that big. Like that was insane. So that part was pretty funny. But you know, after I got my epidural, it's so funny. Like I look back at pictures and I was just smiling and like, you know, here we are, like we're having a baby and they're like, it's time to push. Like I was so numb y'all that the nurse had to sit there with her fingers at my vagina to feel if I was contracting because I couldn't feel my own contractions. Like I didn't know when it was time to push. Um, and it was great except for I, my epidural was slowing down my contractions. And so it was making her heart rate drop. Uh, so they ended up having to turn it off towards the end. And it's so funny because right after I had her, before I had my son, I was like, oh yeah, I could feel it, blah, blah, blah. And it was painful. And you know, it, it sort of was, (laughs) but, and I'll get to that in a second, (laughs) but it was very easy. I, I did push for a long time with her though, or so it felt like I was in labor for almost exactly 12 hours total start to finish. 
Um, but I pushed for two and a half, three hours with her before she actually came out. She was a little cone head for a day because she got stuck on my pelvic bone and she was, uh, an interesting one, but she was a great baby right off the bat, you know, slept through the night by the time that she was five weeks old. She definitely was my easy baby and my spitfire toddler. And my son is very much so the other way around. So with Emmett, I knew I was having contractions all day and I had an appointment like early in the morning at like eight or nine. And I was like, she's like, are you having any contractions or anything? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yes, I am. She's like, well, you haven't had one since you're in here. So you're probably fine. And I was like, okay. And so I go home and Connor and I were kind of like just getting after each other or whatever, you know, married life. And, um, I was like, you know, he's like, I'm going to go to my buddy's friend or I'm going to go to my buddy's house and watch the football game. Like, do you guys want to come or do you want to stay here? And I was like, well, you know, like I'm getting closer to the end of my pregnancy and I was having some contractions this morning. I'm not sure if they were Braxton Hicks or, you know, legitimate labor and contractions, but it makes me kind of nervous to have you almost 40 minutes away from me. And then we just still have to drive back out to the hospital and that just kind of freaks me out. So I'm going to go get my nails done. Why don't you take Oakland and I'm, I'm just going to go get a pedicure and just relax and de-stress from today. And he's like, okay, cool. So I go and I'm getting my nails done and I, I call my doctor when we, when I first got there because I was like, you know, I, I'm feeling like these are pretty strong contractions, but like they're manageable. So I'm not worried about it. And she's like, how many kids have you had? I was like, this is my second. She goes, oh no, then you need to come in because I guess it's like totally normal for second time moms to just kind of like disregard it because you're just like, oh, it's whatever. Like I can make it. They're not that bad. Like you're, you're kind of used to the pain or know what it feels like. So it's not so bad. Well, the pain is still terrible, but so the whole time I was getting my nails done, I was fine, but I was contracting. And then I was finishing up with my pedicure and I, it got to the point where Otis, leave it, where I was literally like crying in the pedicure chair, like, oh my God. And so I ended up calling my husband like, okay, I am so in labor. It's not even funny. Like we need to go right now. He's like, wait, are you serious? I was like, yes. Like we need to figure something out. So my mother-in-law came and picked up Oakland from our friend's house. And, um, I, I mean, I was in the driveway and in the lawn, you guys like, Oh, oh, like what the fuck? Like, this is terrible. And so we drive to the hospital and we get there and you know, I'm like, my contractions are well under a minute apart, like well under. Um, and they're strong as hell. (laughs) And they're like, Oh yeah, she's definitely in labor. And so they get me into a room and this is zero exaggeration. You guys, we clocked in and within two minutes of me being in my room, my water broke. And it's so funny because with my daughter, they had to break my water. And so I didn't know, and I had already had my epidural. So I didn't know what to expect or like what that felt like. And literally it was like, you were peeing your pants, but like twice the amount of pee that you normally had. And it was super hot and like, not hot to where it like would would burn you, but like so freaking warm. And it literally just didn't stop. Like did not stop. (laughs) And I go, Connor, my water just broke. You need to go get a nurse right now. He's like, we just got here. Like, are you serious? I was like, look at like, look. And he's like, oh my God. And so he goes, 
and goes and gets a nurse and they're like, oh, yep, we need to change you into room, like into another room, into a delivery room. I'm like, oh my God, are you serious? And I'm like, get me an epidural, like order me an epidural right now. I'm in so much freaking pain. It's not even funny. Like you guys have never been in this much pain in my entire life. And they're like, honey, you don't have time for an epidural. (laughs) I literally looked at Connor and at this time, my face was white. I was like, oh my God, like this is my biggest fear. Like I had a whole birth plan. I was totally going to get an epidural again. Like I was ready to have it be all leisurely again. Like all the things. No. So we get into a delivery room. I'm like, freaking out. Like I literally am holding onto the nurse's hand and I literally told her, I looked at her and I'm like, I'm so fucking scared right now. Like I'm so petrified. This hurts so bad. She's like, I know, I know. Just pick an object and breathe Alexa. Like you got to breathe. And the part that freaked me out the most is I was starting to hyperventilate because I was freaking myself out. And so my hands and my arms looked like I had cerebral palsy. I literally couldn't feel my hands or my arms or my face. Like I literally was losing so much blood circulation that I um, like couldn't feel them. And my hands were like going like little, I know that this is super disrespectful because I just said that I looked like I had cerebral palsy, but it did. Like I looked like I had like dinosaur, like T-Rex hands. It was very scary. They're like, listen, you need to relax. Like, you got to calm down. Because with my daughter, I didn't do Lamaze or anything because I, I knew I was going to have enough girl. And I'm like, no, I can do this. And so I was very underprepared because I did not know any breathing techniques or, like, anything. And I was just, like I said, freaking out. And so I finally just, like, succumbed to my body and to my instincts. And I was, because I was fighting it this whole time, like, because I was so fearful. And when I, like, let go, my body was, like, thank you, Jesus. Like, let's take over. And I just like went on autopilot and my body, it was like this insane experience when my body just like took over. And I was in so much freaking pain. You guys, I like broke blood vessels in my face because I was screaming into the pillow so hard. Um, and within 40 minutes of us being at the hospital, my son was out, no drugs, no nothing. I tested positive for strep B with him and, um, I didn't with my daughter. And so typically they have to give you antibiotics. Well, they give you, uh, amoxicillin. Well, I'm allergic to amoxicillin. So they had to track down another antibiotic. Um, and they didn't even have time to give it to me. Like they didn't have time for anything. So he came and with my daughter, I was in the hospital for three days. I want to say two nights, three days. And with him, I was like begging to go home by the 24 hour mark. So we didn't stay long with him, but all we were waiting on was to pass his hearing test because when that happens that quickly, like fluid can sometimes get stuck. And so there was a lot of, um, fluid in his ears still. So it wasn't that he couldn't hear. It was just that there was so much fluid in his ears still that it needed to dry out for a little bit. So they were like, the second he passes his hearing test, y'all can go. So we did. And I walked myself out of the hospital and they're like, do you want us to put you in a wheelchair? I'm like, no. Like everybody was just like, can we help you? I'm like, nah, I got this. Like, this is great. And, um, you know, I'll say now that I've done both an epidural and no epidural, I wouldn't do one again. Like, yes, I was in a lot of pain, but now that I've done it, the fear won't be there anymore. And my recovery was so much better. Like I bled for like half the time that I did with my daughter and it was way lighter. I don't know why that is. And with her, because I had an epidural, like you have to have a catheter, right? 
And I was not peeing for a long time. And you have to pee like after four hours with it. And so they had to put a new catheter in me. And um, I asked the nurse when I was on the toilet, we were trying everything to get me to pee. And I was like, what happens if I don't? And she's like, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. And you know that that's never a good sign when they won't give you an answer for something. And you're like, okay, if, if you would have said nothing's going to be happening, you know, we're just going to do this. We're going to do that. Like I wouldn't have been freaked out. But when she was like, well, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. I was like, okay, that's not a good sign. Like I have to freaking pee. And with my son, I didn't have any issues. I peed and pooped in the hospital. I was able to shower. I like all of the things. So that's just my personal experience. But seriously, like now having done both, I, I would not get an epidural again. It was so quick. Like how I can describe it is with my daughter, the, the labor was so long and so intense. And I it was so much harder because I couldn't feel anything. And it took so much longer to get her out. And with Emmett, it was literally like, bam, bam, thank you, ma'am. We're done. <laughs> and so I would have taken that any day. Um, a lot of people have asked me too, like if you can feel or if it was like a lot to have to push the placenta out and both times, like it literally just like came out on its own because my uterus was still contracting and I was so focused on my babies both times that I didn't even really like notice. They're like, okay, we're going to pass the placenta now. And they kind of, you know, helped it a little, but I didn't have to like push to push out the placenta, if that makes sense. Um, with my daughter, I had like three stitches, which is like nothing for a lot of people. And with my son, I didn't have any. Um, so, and I didn't do like any perennial expression or anything during my pregnancies. I just kind of let my body do its thing. So that's kind of my (laughs) experiences with pregnancy and with birth, but it was awesome. My first delivery I had at Meridian Park in Tualatin in Oregon. And my second one I had at the Clackamas Kaiser Permanente. And I liked the Kaiser and the staff at Kaiser way better than at Meridian Park, like way better. The care was tenfold what I got at Kaiser versus what I got at uh, Meridian Park, which is kind of funny because people talk so much shit on Kaiser and I've never had anything but an exceptional experience with them with anything that I've needed. So I think that's it y'all. That's all she wrote. But if you have any other questions, I'm more than happy to do like part two or if y'all want to know anything else, but that's kind of the gist of it. And I would totally have another baby if Connor is down. I'm just not looking forward to the pregnancy, but my birth makes up for it. (laughs) They're worth it. So don't freak yourself out. Um, just expect it to be an experience. And oh, one thing that I will add actually is I really struggled with my weight with my daughter during my pregnancy. I gained like almost 80 pounds with her. And so I was just really struggling with self-image and with sex with my husband. And like things were, things were really hard. Um, but with my son, I gained only like 30 pounds and pretty much lost it after like 60 days because of the products that I use. So I, I, I'm back to my pre-pregnancy weight and was with Oakland too by about, you know, six to nine months after my delivery with her, but I bounced back really quickly with my son. So if you're looking to get that mom bod back, I got you, boo. (laughs) Have a good one, y'all.